everybody. Welcome to Hacking Into Security, your career-related cybersecurity show. I'm your host, Ricky Burke, the InfoSec recruiter, and regularly we'll be speaking with a variety of guests from industry leaders, entrepreneurs, senior specialists, and new people into the space. Each is sharing their story, views on the industry, and how others can navigate success in their careers. Hey, it's Ricky Burke, CyberSec People. I'm here with the next episode of Hacking Into Security with Cairo Malay. So Cairo is a cybersecurity risk advisor at Rio Tinto. So welcome. So big question, who are you? Well, as you just said, I'm a cybersecurity risk advisor at Rio Tinto. I've been there for about 10 months now for that working in consulting. Bit of a strange background coming into cybersecurity, but I guess I've been around in the industry for about five years now. Before that, did hospitality and tech support and, and all kinds of different things. So I guess I'm a bit of a weirdo in that sense. I don't think you're alone. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's exactly why I want to talk to you. So again, given your history and diverse background, it's, it's just awesome to hear. Okay, so being at Rio Tinto, in your capacity, I guess just explain for people what is a risk advisor. The main part of my role is performing security risk assessments. So we have a process set up where any kind of new technology that's coming into the environment, any new project, anything like that does have to go through a security risk assessment process. So whatever it happens to be, it can be a a SaaS product, a new vendor contract, it can be an entire new mine that's being built with a whole bunch of new technologies. They come through to us and we essentially pull it apart from, from all different angles, technical angles, the people and process side, and just kind of pinpoint where there might be any vulnerabilities, what the risks might be to the environment. And then we work with our stakeholders to implement recommendations to reduce or avoid that risk where we can and where we can't. We have to go through the process of making sure risks are documented and and managed going forward. So it's pretty varied. The, The number of different technologies and projects and stuff that come through our team is is ridiculous so it's very much keeping us on our toes getting across all different kinds of technologies from enterprise to operational technology lots of acronyms and new words and, and new things to get across so every day is different every week is different and that's it's one of the things that keeps it really really interesting that's diverse which is pretty cool i guess within that what what's because obviously you've come from consulting into Rio, um, some more of an internal position now. So I guess what's been the interesting challenges or what's the things you weren't too aware of before taking on this role? Ironically, it's the biggest challenge has probably been getting across the variety. So you, you kind of think it would be the other way around where with consulting, it's it's a lot of different things and then moving internally somewhere, it would be you know a bit more stable, a bit more consistent. But it's actually been pretty much the opposite way around for me. When I was consulting, I did a lot of long-term engagements on site with clients. So it was very much you know cybersecurity management kind of roles. And that's a lot of the same things over and over again. You're working on policy, you're doing patch management, you're doing program management those kind of consistent things. Whereas coming into Rio, we are essentially internal consultants in my team. We work with all of the different business units and they all have such different needs and and different technologies. So it's just kind of getting comfortable with not knowing a lot of stuff and being able to very quickly learn your way through it so that you can actually provide useful information. So I guess it was probably the opposite of what I was expecting. And, and that's kind of been a, a really happy accident. It's kind of the, the best of both worlds in terms of being internal and, and being a consultant. Again, different challenges either side, I guess. Yeah. I guess what do you enjoy the most in terms of what you do? So in, again, security being very diverse, very broad, lots of different roles out there. For those that are not working in the risk space or not aware, you know, what do you enjoy about this area? 
Probably the thing that I enjoy the most is just kind of getting to to pick things apart. And it's it's not so much from a technical perspective like you'd see penetration testers actually, you know, picking things apart, uh, literally. It's more, you know, working through not just the technologies but the, the actual business problem. So it's not just about what you're implementing. It's, it's why you're trying to implement it and the actual problem that you're trying to solve for the organization so it's less of a oh we want to bring in this fancy new SaaS product to like do all of these things with it's okay well what do you actually need from a business perspective to make your job easier and then how can we actually implement that in a relatively safe risk-free kind of way and obviously nothing's going to be completely risk-free but there's a lot of things that you can do to to reduce that risk while you're still actually helping the business do what it needs to do because I think a lot of the time people forget, people in security tend to forget that there's a whole business that needs to run. And if that business isn't running, then there's no point having a security team because there's nothing to actually secure. So kind of keeping that pragmatic view on things. So actually working with people to make it better rather than, you know, putting your foot down and saying, no, you can't do that, which just kind of leaves the business with a perspective of, all right, well, what can we do? What security is just kind of annoying and we'll work around them and we won't actually ask them for help. So being able to do that is, is kind of my favorite part of part of the job. It's a big, big question that I really want to ask. So that's, that's where you are now. Okay, how did you get there? So I know that from chatting to yesterday, so we're at B-Sides, Perth today and I didn't realize how diverse your background was <laughs> and that's awesome this is the thing that people want to hear in my opinion or people need to hear especially those that are not in this industry yet so if you don't mind take us back a few years and how you really got into this space I never really know whether to like work backwards from now or to like start at the beginning and work forwards but I'll start at the beginning and work forwards so I initially went to university to study a bachelor of social science so I studied politics and international relations and history and I did my honours thesis on the relationship between human rights violations and terrorist activity in China. So I guess my vague plan was to go into international relations, diplomacy. Weirdly enough, there's not a lot of jobs in that space in Perth. And yeah, I ended up not being in a position to move to Canberra. So just to kind of pay the bills and get on with stuff, I ended up working in hospitality, doing a lot of cafe work. I was a barista for a whole bunch of years and ended up in management roles, you know, managing people and managing cafes, which which was a lot of fun. But eventually I was at the point where there, there wasn't quite anywhere left to go there. And I, I ended up in a, a tech support role on help desk because they were looking for people who had people skills and customer service skills and they were willing to kind of teach the, the tech side of things. And having a fairly kind of analytical mind, it wasn't too difficult for me to pick up. I very much am of the opinion that, you know, just start from the beginning and work through the, the simple stuff and get harder and harder as you go, which works for tech support, works for security, works for a lot of things. So yeah, I ended up in in help desk for a couple of years, telling people to turn things off and turn them back on. <laughs> Did a lot of different roles there. So handling escalated customer complaints, both de- like weird technical issues and also kind of weird people in that space and bounced through a bunch of different internal teams and ended up in the security team at the, the organization I was working at just because they needed people who could do more of the the process and the governance side. And that was kind of where I was good at. And I had a lot of background in terms of, you know, reading legal documentation and being able to actually translate that into real world practical things. So we were working on, you know, ISO 27001 compliance, PCI DSS compliance, and having that background really helped me kind of 
build policies that were practical and, and work with people to implement new processes that that met the practical requirements of the policies in addition to, you know, some of the the more stratified kind of requirements of the policies. And from there went into, did that for a couple of years, ended up in a consulting role for a company here in Perth called Asterisk Information Security. And I spent a couple of years with them working with different clients doing security assessments, risk assessments, and some long-term engagements as a cybersecurity manager. And from there ended up where I am now. So kind of a, a bit of a weird roundabout role into cybersecurity. And it's, it's something I get asked about a lot because, you know, there's a lot of students now coming out with actual cybersecurity degrees, which I don't think existed back when I was at university. And they, they all want to know, like, how to get into into jobs in the industry. And I'm kind of like, well, I, I didn't have your degree. That's that's not really the, the path that I took. It was just kind of more, I guess, following the skills that I had, regardless of which industry it, it ended up with me being in. And, and I ended up here and pretty, pretty happy with it. It's, it's good fun getting to pick things apart and, and solve problems. And, and it sounds kind of lame, but I actually really do like helping people. So um, it's, it's all kind of come together, I guess. This is a quick break. First of all, I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. And secondly, I'm Ricky Burke. I'm director of CyberSec People. This is my full-time job. Um, CyberSec People is a leading cybersecurity recruitment company. We support companies in hiring the best people in the industry. And we do this through our industry knowledge, connections to the industry, and handling of recruitment processes. If your organization is hiring or will be hiring cybersecurity professionals, Please do reach out and see how we can help. Take care. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. So from basically barista to doing assessments on ships and mines and <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's where you are now. I guess in terms of those people that we mentioned looking to get into the industry, they ask you for advice. And there is, I guess the idea of this this conversation is there is no one single pathway, but I guess what would be some some advice that you generally give to people or things that you think people should hear about, some of the steps they could take to help themselves in the, the industry? There's a few things that, that I do tend to recommend. I think one of the big ones, and everyone else probably recommends this as well, is, is networking is super, super important. There's a, a lot of organizations out there and, and security is a relatively small community and we we do tend to know each other so getting out there and and meeting people and going to events is a really great way to build those connections and you know there's a lot of people out there that you can learn from and even just showing that you know you have the commitment to to get along to those events in your own time going to things like you know b-sides where we are this weekend and and sec talks and and all of those kinds of things it shows not only that you're out there to meet people and make those connections but you're also out there to learn I mean, I, I go to a lot of the, the SEC Talks events here in Perth and a lot of them are fairly outside my area of expertise and there's a lot of stuff that I don't quite understand that they're talking about, but there's always something to learn and even just, you know, picking up a few bits here and there and jotting it down to go and Google later is is something that, that I really get a lot out of. The other thing is I, I kind of think it's really important in cybersecurity. It's not necessarily about the things that you know, but it's knowing how to learn things and and how to actually get across those things so it's less about you know ticking off all of the boxes of having worked with these particular you know coding languages or protocols or, or whatever it's more about 
knowing enough that you can actually go and Google it. Cause I think all of us will, will admit that we spend a lot of time on Google because there's, there's too much to know all at once. So it's, it's less about what you know at the time and just being able to actually go out there and find the information that you need. And for me personally, that's one of the real advantages I find of having the, the Bachelor of Social Science, that kind of background is, you know, we did a lot of research and it was a lot of information gathering and pulling everything together and then analysing it and coming to conclusions and making persuasive arguments to get people on your side for, for how you felt about whatever it was you were writing about. And in the security field, that's, you know, 80% of the work as a consultant is being able to actually pull out that information, write it in a compelling way and communicate that back and being able to convince people that they should probably invest in security. So definitely being across that kind of research and analysis and being able to communicate that because if if we as security people can't actually communicate to the rest of the business or to our clients or our stakeholders we're not really doing much of value because we can't do it all ourselves we need to have other people on side to do it with us and if you can't get that point across then you're not really being particularly effective. Great thanks for sharing and I I think it goes to show given your background it's, it's funny looking at you thinking about that now is it sounds like you were made for what you do in terms of given that yeah your background and it goes to show that you don't have to do a a security degree to get into security and if anything a diverse background especially strong in communication is actually really helpful yeah definitely and i think one of the things that we need to be looking for more in security teams that we're building is having a range of experiences there's there's always going to be a place for people who have deeply deeply technical skills those subject matter experts are invaluable but we also need to be including people who have different experiences so that we can all kind of bounce ideas off each other and and cover the the full range of of issues that we need to be thinking about and being able to communicate that back. I mean, the team that I'm working in at the moment, we've got people with backgrounds in psychology, we've got some strategy people, we've got a guy who's been working in security for 20 years who originally studied to be a geologist. Okay. So those kinds of backgrounds you know we bring it all together and we kind of pull all of our knowledge and and it, it all kind of works out better than just having you know six people in a room who've studied the same thing and and worked in the same industries and done the same stuff because you, you don't get that challenge to your preconceived notions of what you should be doing and it's it's one of the things that we talk about with diversity is diverse perspectives you end up with better solutions to problems because yeah. you've got more perspectives and it it pushes everyone to kind of explain and justify and you end up with the best solution rather than just the usual solution so I'm, I'm a big proponent of that and I definitely want to see more people with with different backgrounds more career changes coming into the industry because I, I think there's plenty of work to go around and and having those those different skill sets is going to do us a world of good I think you yeah I agree I think diverse thinking is, is essential different backgrounds different ideas they help and, and something you've mentioned there is communication and Codingo mentioned it yesterday in his presentation how basically you can do a pen test do a report and change it from something that could be sort of low level or low level risk to a high level risk by communicating that message and it's something that he and people around him do in terms of bug bounties and helps them make a lot of more money than a few hundred bucks compared to a few grand and it's same in business as well i think without communication things don't get done i think the better you can communicate a message and the risk to an organization and why they need to know then things actually happen anything else to add yeah i mean i think 
I'm just going to bang on about communication for another minute. I think that that is really the key thing because, you know, we're not generally the ones who are on the call face all day, every day. We're not everywhere in an organization. We need other people to be our eyes and our ears and, and to actually be implementing the solutions and, and doing things in a secure way. And it's it's one of the things I think we need to work a lot harder at is to to get everyone across security because, you know, we can't do all of it. And like, I think it, there's probably a lot of value in having fewer security experts and, and more other people who do security as well. So getting your developers across security, getting your operation center across security, getting all of your HR and your finance departments across security, because they're the ones who need to do it as part of their everyday job. And if they don't understand why, they're never going to put in that extra effort because, you know, security can be hard sometimes. It can be annoying. And, you know, if people don't understand why they're doing that, then for them it's just another obstacle to get their real job done. So that communication piece is really, really important and putting things into perspective and making sure people understand why they have to do it and what the value is and, and what the value is to the entire business is, is super, super important. So, yeah, communication, number one. Thanks for sharing and, and thank you for your time. Thanks for listening. And if you've got any questions, comments, please reach out to me. You'll find me online anywhere, CyberSec, Ricky. And if you would like to be involved in the future, maybe be a guest and then reach out as well. Thanks for your time. Have a great day. Bye.